And let's open our Bibles tonight to the book of Proverbs, chapter 21. We're continuing our studies of the book of wisdom. And uh, I'm amazed at what God's showing me and uh, increasing in knowledge. And uh, I can't emphasize it enough what we're going to talk about tonight, how important that it is that you understand uh, we're going to talk about scorners and what a scorner is, the consequences of being a scorner, and then uh, the biblical principles of how are you to deal with the scorner. Uh, so uh, very important. If you don't have prudence and discretion, you can do a right thing in a wrong way. You know the old saying, it'll backfire. Uh, so uh, let's look at this, the proud and haughty scorner. Proverbs chapter 21, and uh, let's uh, look at verse 23. Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. He coveteth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination. How much more when he bringeth it with a wicked mind? A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. A wicked man hardeneth his face, but as for the upright, he directeth his way. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. So look back at verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles, proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you give us wisdom. Help us to study, to show ourselves approved unto thee. Help us to make wisdom the uh, principal thing. Help us to remember the precepts, foundation that have been laid. Help us to build upon it, line upon line, uh, precept upon precept. And help us to know what a scorner is, to recognize it, and to apply these principles. We yield your spirit that he would direct us as to what to say and how to say it, and that you place your hand of blessing upon it. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The proud and the haughty scorner. In the way of wisdom, as we've been learning and understanding, it is uh, distinct and very absolute. There is one way to get it, one chronological order to get it. There is one source of wisdom. And so there's always in this study of Proverbs, you have the simile, you compare two things side by side. There are also hindrances and opposition, just as certain that if you violate certain principles, 
you will not get wisdom. And if you do not understand the technicalities, as I mentioned earlier, you can do a right thing in a wrong way and you will suffer for doing a right thing in a wrong way. So we have to get on the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And then we need to stay on it and understand the steps of a good man on that way are ordered by the Lord. So you can get on the way, the Word of God, or you can sit idly by on the side of the way and watch others pass by. Or, sad to say, you could be the opposition of the way and even what the Bible calls oppose yourself. You could be your own enemy of, uh, and the opposition of getting uh, wisdom. So what is the source? We've studied it. The Word of God. Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, wisdom according to Proverbs chapter 8. So I remind you of a couple things. When you have a nature of something or someone, this is what they are in their character. That's their nature. But then you have the attributes of the nature, the characteristics of um, and the manifestation of the nature. And so we're looking at a scorner. What is a scorner? Who is a scorner? What is the nature of a scorner? What is the characteristics and, and the way of a scorner? And then, how are we going to deal with that? So remember, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Arguing never works. The flesh never works. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we need to recognize the real enemy, um, the real problem in the lives of people, the, the, the invisible spiritual entities that are causing the trouble, deceiving people. So they are deceived and being deceived it's almost like uh, the blind leading the blind into the ditch so let me uh, remind you there's three basic type of people in life that we've discussed we've learned from the book of proverbs a wise person had enough wisdom to know they needed wisdom they make wisdom the principal thing and they seek it. They pray for it. They read the book of wisdom. They get wise counseling. And he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. First is a wise person. That's our goal. Second is a simpleton. And a simple person, as we looked at, is empty and void of wisdom they're like what we would call an airhead. Is there candy called that? They're an airhead. There's just not much there. The lights are on. Nobody's home. Easily tricked. Easily deceived. Easily duped. Easily conned. And they're so simple. 
that when they're deceived, they think they're doing the right thing. Uh, so the third person we looked at is the fool. We'll look at this in detail, Lord willing, later in a lot of detail. But a fool is rebellious and destructive. They self-destruct. The way of a transgressor is hard. And they destroy those all around them. And the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Then you have what we're going to begin to look at tonight, the scorner. And this is a type of person, a wicked person, a category of sinners. And there's, there's others that in the Proverbs we'll look at. The sluggard, that's another type of person. The wicked, the talebearer, the uh, whisperer. There's all kinds of other people that are categorized in the book of Proverbs. So what I want to do is review the steps that we've learned so far that lead to wisdom, which is the skill for living from God's Word and the Holy Spirit. It all starts out with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It is the beginning of wisdom. If you have the fear of the Lord, you realize you have to die and face God someday, and you lack the ability to live this life without Him. You, you fear the Lord. If you have that, that will lead to the second step, which is instruction. You have to find out, how am I going to get this knowledge and this wisdom I fear the Lord, so then you will go into instruction. That's what we're doing here tonight. That's a part of it. So instruction is sitting under teaching, learning the hard lessons of life from the reproofs of life, many other ways, reading, memorizing, meditation, uh, teaching, preaching, counseling, these types of things. Instruction. Once you get instruction through the fear of the Lord, you will get knowledge. And so as we looked at, knowledge is the facts or the information. That then leads to wisdom. And wisdom is what to do with the knowledge. What are you going to do with the information that you've obtained from God and His Word? How do you use it? What do you do with it? Then that moves to understanding. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. I think that's Proverbs 9.10. This is the relationship between wisdom, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So as we looked at, I remind you, Lucifer had all the knowledge, all the beauty, all the wisdom. He had no understanding. Why? He did not fear the Lord. He's the wisest of all creatures. Don't, don't fool yourself. He, he knows everything, but he used the knowledge and the wisdom against God, not for God. This happens all the time. The next we've looked at is prudence and discretion. This is the what, the when, the where, the if, and the how much. So once you gain all this knowledge, 
with the understanding and the wisdom through the fear of the Lord, because you sat under instruction and you gained these things, you need to do the right thing at the right time in the right place in the right amount. This will lead to, as we looked at, honor and glory. God will cover our shame, as we looked at last week. Let me not be ashamed. We're made in the image of God, and love covers sin. That's what God does, because He loves us. So now we're looking at scorning. A scorner... This goes all the way back to the beginning in our chronological order of uh, gaining wisdom. A scorner will never get wisdom. And this is a type and a category of a sinner. They will never, ever receive instruction. And they will never, ever gain wisdom. Because a scorner means to scoff. They are a scoffer, and it's taken from the root word to scorn. So what does that mean? It means to be lifted up with pride, to set in judgment, to make a mock, and to laugh other people down, and other entities down and it means to hold in derision or deride so it means to lift up oneself by putting down others a scorner is the most satanic sinner on earth it's the most satanic thing you can do now you think about telling a lie Satan is a deceiver and a liar from the beginning. He's a murderer, right? He, so anybody who's a murderer, a mur murderer, uh, full of hate, or a liar, or a thief, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. This is all very satanic. But where did it all begin? We know the love of money is the root of all evil. In the first world, before um, Adam and Eve uh, were commanded to replenish the earth after the recreation of the earth, beginning in Genesis, in that first world, Lucifer was a scorner. And how he became Satan and fell in rebellion is he committed the atrocity, the horrible sin of uh, scorning. So, Scorning is pure evil in a verbalized expression that originated with a proud heart and a haughty look. Now, I want us to look at this. Let's turn, if you will, to Job. And I really want us to get the, the, uh, the foundation here. Job chapter 41 Job chapter 41. And I want us to look at, he's talking about Leviathan, the sea monster, who has the iron scales, 
only God can turn his head. Look what it says in verse 34. It says, he beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. So Satan is the king of pride. His subjects are the children of pride. And the evidence of pride is scorning. And I will, I will show you this. So I really want us to be detailed and look at the foundation. If you, if you, so let's look first of all. Look, since we're in the book of Job, turn to chapter 12. Now remember what Job is going through. He's being tested by God, proving his faith. And his so-called friends don't help him, they hurt him. All right. You, you ever had that saying, boy, if you're a friend, I'd hate to meet an enemy. <laughs> if you're my friend and you're supposed to help me, boy, I'd hate for you to be my enemy or meet an enemy. So look what it says in Job 12:4. He said, I am as one mocked of his neighbor. There's the mocking who calleth upon God and he answereth him. The just upright man is laughed to scorn. This is exactly what they did to Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry, and they did it when he was hanging on the cross. He was persecuted by being laughed to scorn. Look, look at chapter 16 of Job. Look what he said in verse 20. My friends scorn me, but mine eye poureth out tears unto God. This is the true test of rejection, humiliation, abandonment. His friends scorned him while he was crying. All right, so now let's turn to Psalm 123. I want us to look at what is happening and why someone would do this. Psalm 123 And look at verse 4. Psalm 123, verse 4. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are what? At ease. And with the contempt, there it is, of the proud. It's always related to pride. Who's the king of pride? Satan. Who's the children of pride? The lust of their father they will do. Now, who are these type people? Why would they do this? These are the people that are satanic that are dwelling at ease. There is a term. As you read your Bible, remember this. God was always angry with Israel when they dwelt at ease. And what that means is they were casual, lackadaisical, and they did not have the fear of the Lord. They didn't, they didn't respect God. They didn't honor the Lord. They didn't honor his men and the priests. They didn't appreciate the blessings of God. They were just dwelling at ease. And when that happens, they were lifted up with pride. And what did they begin to do? Scorn, mock, ridicule, rail. And we'll, we'll get to the root 
cause of this. We're not going to have time tonight, but it's all based on a criticism where you become the judge and you criticize other people, not in a just way, because the Bible says he that is spiritual judgeth all things. We ought to judge, but what? Righteous judgment, Jesus said, not according to the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear, not with a proud, haughty look, dwelling at ease, rejecting the fear of the Lord, as the satanic people do. Now, if anybody does this, they're under the influence of the devil. They're a scorner. They're scorning. They're being influenced by pride. He's the Satan is the king of pride, and this is what his children do. All right, look at Psalm 22. Psalm 22, and we'll be getting back to the Proverbs in a little bit. Uh, to continue the study. But look at Psalm 22. Now this is a messianic psalm about Jesus Christ dying on the cross. And look what it says, verse 7. Or look at verse 6. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that He would deliver him. Let Him deliver him, seeing He delighted in Him. So this was fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross, when it says, They that passed by wagged their head. They mocked Him and laughed Him to shame. What did they say? He saved others Himself He cannot save. When He was dying on the cross for, and shedding His blood for the, the sin of the world. So this scorning is a satanic attack on the true people of God. It's a satanic attack on those who are right with God. Look what the friends of Job, supposed friends, did to him. Look at Psalm 44. And look at verse... 13. It's a type of judgment. Psalm 44, verse 13. Thou makest us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are round about us. Now, look what's happened to Israel right now. Hamas, Hezbollah—I don't know—I can't think of all of them. the Taliban. There's all kind. The Houthis—is that what they're called? All around mocking, scorning, hating the true people of God. All right, look at Psalm 79. Psalm 79, look at verse 4. Psalm 79, 4. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are around about us. So this pride evidenced by the verbalization of the haughty look of exalting oneself to put others down. What did 
Lucifer say? The five I wills, remember? I will be like the Most High. I will ascend in the sides of the north. I shall be like the Most High. Five is the number of death, biblically. So what did Jesus say? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. The king of pride has the children of pride, and they persecute the people of God who are right with God. But you'll see other people who may even, they could be saved, I'm not judging, and, but they're not right with God, and the way they justify what they do is they have to put somebody down to lift themselves up. This is scorning. And it all boils down to rejection of the Word of God, uh, criticizing the Word of God, doubting the Word of God. That's a true scorner. Now, let me just give you the, the quick review here, and, and this is very important. I don't want to rush. What would cause somebody to be a scorner? All right. First of all, we've looked at it. Satanic influence. They're under the influence of Satan. Mark it down. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's some type of evil spirits working where they have to squirm and crook their way in like a serpent to lift themselves up or justify something they're doing by putting other people down. All right. Look what all the the anti-Semites are doing to Israel. Very, look what they're doing to you. Uh, you might have heard it. They're mocking. All right? So number two, as we looked at, they're dwelling at ease. These type people are at ease. They may say they fear God. They're living for God. They want to serve the Lord. I, I hear that one a lot. Uh, they're dwelling at ease. And when you dwell at ease, you have no fear of God, and you're so deceived, you get under satanic influences, and you're doing satanic things, but at the same time, you're in Zion, dwelling at ease, um, you know, calling yourself by God's name, taking His name in vain. Number two, as we looked at, um, I'm sorry, number three, pride. Pride. So look at I don't know if that was our text or not. Look at Proverbs 21, if you would, please. Proverbs 21. And look at verse 24. I guess that is our text. Yes. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. All right. Why would somebody do that under satanic influence? Number two, they're dwelling at ease. They don't fear the Lord. Number three, they're lifted up with pride. They think they're better than they are. They think they're something they're not. They have no meekness. They're not lowly. They don't have the gifts of this. There's no fruit of the Spirit of meekness and gentleness. And then... Go back to chapter 1 of Proverbs. We've read this before in our introductory uh, previous studies. But look what it says in Proverbs 21. I'm sorry, verse, chapter 1, verse 22. Chapter 1, verse 22. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? 
bunch of deceived airheads, and the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. So notice, same verse, simple scorners and fools. No wisdom in the verse. So look, why, why would they scorn? They like it. They delight in it. A scorner, this is his entertainment. Now, what do we study in Psalm 1? We are to do what? Delight. Right? You're only blessed if you delight yourself in the law of the Lord and meditate day and night. We, a lot of us have that memorized. We are to delight in the Word of God. You know what a satanic scorner does? They delight in mocking and pointing out the failures of other people. They're a scorner. And they have a way to uh, justify themselves and it's nothing but ego, haughtiness, and pride, and they're putting other people down. Now, I, I, as I said, I want to be very thorough. This is really amazing, and I want to explain this, Lord willing, next time. But we, we have Psalm 1 memorized, right? And what is it? We, we overlook it. It's the most important verse. And, and what, what does it say that we're not supposed to do to be blessed? You can't be in, sit in the council what? Of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor do what? Sit in the seat of the scornful. And we just overlook this. We quote it. We, you know, and uh, I really think we need to look at the details. You cannot sit in the seat of the scornful and have a prosperous, blessed life from God. Because you're not delighting in the Word. You know what you're delighting in? Scorning. How long, you scorners, will you delight in it? And you simpletons and uh, fools reject knowledge. So we'll look at this. We're just getting started. Uh, we need to recognize a scorner, and then there's certain things you have to do to scorners, and there's certain things you better not do to a scorner, or it's going to backfire. All right, let's stand.